Welcome to the Liberating Mind, Body, and Spirit podcast, where we talk about liberation of mind, body, and spirit, the journey of being human, reconnection to ourselves, spirituality, and the unseen realms. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Miranda, holistic healer, Western-trained psychotherapist, Reiki master, and shamanic lineage descendant. And what matters most to me is helping people reconnect with their true selves and spiritual supports so they can share their gifts with the world and live their purpose. No BS, no bypassing or platitudes, just real talk. Let's go. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening and thanks for being here. I got such a great response to the last episode. I thought I should do a follow-up. And so here we are. If you're noticing some ambivalence or emotional charge around connecting with your ancestors, then this episode is for you. In my conversations with folks about the last episode on ancestors, one thing that came up a lot was how some people held skepticism about what their ancestors could offer them, especially if they descended from folks who had troubling or problematic histories. It makes sense to me that these issues would arise. In some respects, what's happening is that we are feeling the edges of new terrain in our expansion of our human awareness. Most of us in the West generally have not been taught or encouraged to be in dynamic relationship with our non-human kin. Part of what I'm inviting you to open to is learning to be in relationship with the unseen realms because the wisdom they offer can literally change your life. And I'm not saying that in an exaggerated sense. It will literally change how you view the world, your world sense, your relationship with yourself and others, and the way in which you exist. While that sounds good, you may be thinking, how can I even begin to be in relationship with someone or something I don't know much about or even understand? Well, let's chat about it. One of my elders, Fabaku, he recommended this Yoruba scholar and author to me. Her name is Ayuranke Ayuwumi. And he shared that she created this concept of world sense. The term worldview is more of a Western kind of language that centers visual sight as a means to organize the world. And as part of that Eurocentric perspective, there is an assumption that all cultures around the world perceive the world in the same way. World sense, as described by Ayawumi, allows for an understanding that other cultures conceptualize of and navigate the world in a different way. What do I mean by that? So they don't necessarily privilege sight and the physical world over the unseen realms. For example, she shares how the Yoruba people use hearing as a tool to construct their society. When using sound to construct your world sense, you are required to listen to others, which provides a different understanding and depth of knowing in comparison to sight. And that is the invitation here. To put to the side the tendency to privilege sight and the physical world, both of which are aspects of colonial programming, and instead be curious about our other senses, conceptualizing our experiences through our senses as a different lens, and considering then how that impacts our way of relating to and perceiving other things. For example, What if, instead of privileging sight, 
we privilege sound, which is the case with the Yoruba people and other communities as well. If sound informs your world sense, then listening is foundational. Consider how that then impacts understanding and depth of knowing in comparison to sight. You can see this in other cultures that honor ways of knowing through the richness of oral tradition. With sound in this context, there is deep listening and presence, a connection to elders as respected wisdom keepers, and intentionality with how sound or language is used, transmitted, and understood. So as we move forward, keeping that in mind, not privileging sight, and what we can see in front of us, and centering instead sense and relationality as a through line in relating to the mind, the body, our emotions, different aspects within us, and different aspects outside of us, seen and unseen. We are so accustomed to the waters we swim in that we don't even detect the waters or even the limitations inherently there. So is the same with our worldview. Through the exploration of the unseen realms, you'll tap into the experience of world sense, where you now have access to knowledge outside of your familiar perspective, which then impacts you and your experiences of and within your world. One of my teachers, Fabaku, said this to me, and it has stayed with me. He said, your consciousness determines the world or worlds you inhabit. How is the worldview that you inhabit? How is it shaping your consciousness? How does that worldview, world sense, and point of reference shape how you think, your sense of possibility, and knowledge you have access to, and what you are able to experience with that knowledge. In the Western world, the mind and intellect are centered, as well as the existence of human beings, basically human supremacy. In many non-Western cultures, world sense invites and creates space for many unique wisdoms, not just within us, but outside of us, through the spiritual realms, the wisdom of the earth, the cosmos, the land, and our non-human kin. Part of what we humans are being called to do is to recognize that just as we hold wisdom inside us, so do many other beings and channels outside of us. What is the consciousness and world sense you would like to inhabit? To be honest, my conversations with folks who had wariness about their ancestors made me feel really sad. Sadness in recognizing how fractured our relationships are, that we are so infected by the disease of individualism that leaning on and looking to others is met with suspicion and skepticism. In this patriarchal, colonialist, capitalistic society, Consumption, extraction, and transactional relating prevail. All of which just reinforces fragmentation and the illusion that we are alone in this world, 
competing to survive, and ultimately disconnected from one another. Unfortunately, as a result, we don't recognize the inherent goodness and value all beings have to offer, especially our wise elders and non-human kin. In order for us to all live well and flourish, interdependence, mutuality, and collaboration is essential. Wise eldership is so needed in our world today. And our ancestors can offer that to us. Let me share a story with you. I was in conversation with one of my ancestral guides, Lala Bean. Lala means grandmother in my culture. I'm getting kind of choked up as I even say this, but um, hang with me. She was telling me that to be of place, to be of place, to be connected to place, is to know the heartbeat of the land. And in knowing that heartbeat, there is an understanding and a connection. There is a tending that happens with you and the land and the land with you. When there's disconnection, a heart sickness develops. The heart of the land suffers. Our hearts also suffer. So if there's feelings of disconnection, feeling out of place, that's a big part of it. Dispossession from land, forced migration, whatever circumstances that led to that severing, that series of events fractured not just family, but communities. And that trauma is what is reverberating now through the generations and is what you see. She said that's why there's so much suffering and spirit sickness right now because of that disconnection of heart. We have a sacred responsibility to one another, to all beings, because we exist together. We all have gifts and medicine from our familial lines to share with the world. And we have a responsibility to do so, to share that, because that is what will help to bring healing. That's what it means to be in community and to care for one another. I get chills every time I think about that conversation. And even now, as I'm sharing it, I feel like I'm getting kind of teary. It means so much. There are things that our ancestors, our conversations with them, can give us that are so heart-healing. If you've been blessed enough in your life to be loved on by a grandparent or a great-grandparent, you know how special that connection is. And for those who haven't had that experience, you can have that connection with your ancestors. It's right there if you're open to it. One thing that is true for all of us is that there is wellness and unwellness along all of our ancestral lines. 
And for you, the inheritances that came through the line via ancestral and intergenerational trauma don't have to be carried forward. That legacy can end with you. Lala Bean said to me, she said, don't let the troubles that have trickled down, trickle down the line. Don't internalize that. Don't think that that's what family is. For me, having that lifeline, knowing I had the backing of family, and yes, it's family from time immemorial, but still family nonetheless, demonstrating what deep wellness and being in healthy relationship with family actually looks like. It helped to soften my heart generally and especially to those most affected by those familial burdens and traumas. How healing it is to experience that and to be held in that way. Yes, there are things we can learn from our ancestors and about the world. Yes, we can ask them questions to find solutions. All of that is true. And one of the most powerful teachings from them was the lived experience of being held in love, feeling truly seen, understood, and supported. You don't have to wait to experience that. It can happen right now. I'll close by sharing one last thing that she shared with me in that conversation. It's finally something I know and feel to be true. She said, when things are feeling heavy, or if you're struggling, hand it over to us, the ancestors. Because that's what family is. That's what family does. They share the burden and will help carry you forward. Thanks for listening, friends. I hope today's episode helped to expand your world sense, the perspective on ancestors, and your openness to the heart-healing sweetness the unseen realms hold. Sending you all so much love. Till next time. To catch the latest from me, you can head over to christinemiranda.com to sign up to my email list. Or you can follow me on my new Instagram account at Miranda. Link and resources are in the show notes. That's all for this episode. Sending you all so much warmth and appreciation. Stay tuned for more conversations about liberating mind, body, and spirit. Here's to our collective healing and liberation. I'll see you next time. Bye.